Uh, 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 Podcast starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of the podcast. Got a lot to get to today, so I'm going to try and go quick. We've got a postseason recap, and uh, we'll talk about how that went. Uh, spoiler alert, ended up with the Packers winning the Super Bowl, and we'll briefly go over that. I, I don't know if I have all that much to say about those games, really. Uh, but then we'll get to, <clears throat> after that, uh, an interview with Packers running back Tavares Johnson, who was probably the Super Bowl MVP, uh, he certainly had a big game in the in the Super Bowl. Over 100 yards, the uh, game-clinching touchdown. Uh, also, this year's leading rusher, so excited to have him on the program. Um, then we'll do draft grades from the draft that just happened, and maybe look ahead to the season coming up real quick. So, let's get rid of, right into it. Um, the playoffs happened, as usual, and as usual, the... Uh, in the divisional round, the Packers played the, uh, or not the Packers, the Patriots and the Chiefs played each other, and I didn't get to see this game, but the Chiefs won it. I hear it was a really great game, um, but I I don't remember any of the details. So the Chiefs have been dominating that particular matchup between those two teams for a while now. I think they've won at least three in a row. Um, so... Interesting to see if the Patriots can kind of rebuild and reload and, and present a better challenge next time around. Um, but so the Chiefs went to the AFC Championship game again, played the Browns again, and it went the way it usually goes between those two teams. Um, if I remember, I had a lot of turnovers in this game for the Chiefs, and, and that really, they just never had a chance because of that. Um, the Browns, as they have, being the team they've become, uh, ran the ball a lot, played it really safe on offense, uh, especially early in the game, and won this pretty easily. So the Browns advanced to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, uh, the Packers and Panthers met once again, and I don't remember if this was divisional round or, or the championship game, um, <clears throat> but it was really the story of the, the Panthers throwing interceptions. The Panthers had, I believe it was four interceptions, and two of them were pick sixes. And those were actually the only touchdowns the Packers scored. The Packers' offense uh, only came up with three field goals in that game. Um, Or maybe it was four. might have been four field goals. No, it was three field goals. Um, But that was the difference um, because I don't believe the Panthers ever punted. It was just either interceptions or touchdowns. Uh, Maybe they kicked a field goal at some point. Um, but at any rate, the pick sixes, it was a 13-point win. The pick sixes played a big part of that. Uh, so this Panthers team's still really, really good. And, you know, if if they don't self-destruct, they're tough to beat. Uh, I don't know how long they can keep this nucleus of talent together. But <clears throat> uh, I would expect them to be in the mix once again to be one of the best teams in the league. So then we got to the Super Bowl. It was Packers and Browns. This is pretty much always a good game. Uh, And it was again. It was an overtime game. I think the second overtime Super Bowl between these two teams. And, excuse me, uh, the Packers were pretty, pretty, it was pretty even, but the Packers were pretty much in control of it in the third quarter. 
uh, ahead by a touchdown with the ball. And then Phil Corcoran threw an interception inside his own 10-yard line that set the Browns up for an easy touchdown to tie the game. Um, and then it, it kind of stayed back and forth. It ended up tied, of course. And it really came down to the coin toss. Um, the Browns never got a chance to have the ball. The Packers uh, went on a methodical drive that ended with a Tavares Johnson touchdown run. So that is a Super Bowl championship for the Packers, and congratulations to them. Uh, it was a great season for the Packers. Uh, they lost, I think, every user game during the regular season, but or every head-to-head user game during the regular season, but went into the postseason and managed to get the job done, and the postseason is what counts. <clears throat> uh, this has been a really good team throughout this franchise, but has never won two Super Bowls in a row. So we'll be watching to see if the Packers can win two in a row or even if they can get back to the Super Bowl. Again, the, the Panthers are going to be a big obstacle uh, as far as pursuing that goal. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's it for the postseason recap. Once again, congratulations to the Packers. Well, this is exciting. We have on the line with us Super Bowl champion, league rushing champion, voted best running back, Super Bowl MVP, Tavares Johnson. Tavares, thanks for being on the show, and how does it feel to be the Super Bowl champion? Oh, man, it feels great. Uh, I'm just so happy to be on this team and and go into the playoffs and really dominate, and I was glad I got to be a big part of it. That's great. Um, I'd like to ask you, I heard this rumor, and I want to know if it's true. I've heard that you are the practical joker on this Green Bay Packers team. Is it true that at halftime of the NFC Championship game, you put marshmallow cream in Phil Corcoran's cleats? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. Uh, that was one of my best best ones right there. He had to take his cleats off because uh, he was getting treated for an injury, and I put some marshmallow cream in him at halftime. And uh, He didn't play really well in the second half, so that might be on me. Uh, i got to learn to make these practical jokes, you know, may- maybe a little less uh, invasive of our games. We Maybe just restrict them to practices. Yeah, I I would recommend maybe practical jokes only in the locker room and maybe only in in uh, personal time, you know, away from the team. Uh, but I, I'm glad to hear that you guys are having fun on that team. Yeah, we are. I mean, this is a great organization, and and they they really support us and and provide a great atmosphere. And you know, let's face it, we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We got to find ways to have fun, and so. Practical jokes, that's something I've always liked, so uh, I I do that. That's what I do to have fun. All right, well, that was more time than I expected to spend talking about that. So let's move on. Tavares, your second year in the league, you're the leading rusher, 1,300 yards, you become an X-Factor player. Uh, How did you do it? Well, uh, I've been working really, really hard in the weight room. I'm trying to get tougher and tougher to tackle. I've done a lot of work on my balance. And, and honestly, man, my offensive line is outstanding. You, you just go check those guys out. They do such a great job opening holes for me. 
And, and I think that we just mesh really well as a team. So we can run the ball, and then we can go play action. And, and Phil, if he doesn't have goop in his shoes, he can he can go play action, fake it to me, and throw it down the field, man. Yeah, well, that sounds great. Well, Tavares, uh, thanks for your time, and congratulations on the win, and go Packers. Well, thanks, man, and I love your podcast. It's a dream come true to be on this podcast. Wonderful. He sounds like a good kid. Uh, glad to get to talk to him. All right, uh, we're going to move on to everybody's favorite part, the draft grades. Now, as you know, the analysis of this draft comes basically from my brain. I tell you what I think of the draft, of the picks, how they fit the team, etc. Um, but then that grade uses some of my analysis, but it is mostly math. Okay, this is science, this is math. Uh, we have some, as I maybe mentioned before, some ex-NASA scientists helping us develop algorithms to really make these draft grades just spot on. Um, and so they're very, very important. Uh, a lot of NFL teams decide how well their front office is doing based on these draft grades. So let's get to them. Uh, we'll go first with the Green Bay Packers, the defending champs. Now, the Packers uh, traded for a few picks. They traded, actually, up to the number one pick. And with it, they took Khalil Key, a defensive tackle. Uh, he maybe wasn't the best player they could have gotten at that pick. Uh, but he is a big, strong, run-stuffing D-tackle. He's a 76 overall. And he, he's going to do a lot of great things for the Packers. And then later in the first round, they got Vernon Toon, who is a 77 overall. So just as good a player. Could have been a top-10 pick. And they got him at 23. Both of those guys are uh, hidden development traits and in the high 70s. So just outstanding, outstanding team management there by the Packers. Uh, after that, they got Bo Nicholas at receiver, adding more speed, more weaponry to that Packers offense. That's a guy that will be able to do a lot of different things for him, probably return kicks, uh, use his quickness to, to disrupt defenses. And then we got Alvarez and Tomlinson, an outside backer, and a, a, an offensive tackle. Those guys are probably depth. Uh, Tomlinson, down the line here in a few years, could be playing on the interior line. And Alvarez will be a defensive end and outside linebacker uh, as a pass rusher. they got a corner and some other guys, I think a halfback later on. Uh, not a lot of later picks for the Packers. Uh, so it was, it was a front-loaded draft. But the ones they had, they made them count. So the Packers get an A+. Uh, next up, we'll look at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers were picking at 17 and 30, and they also had two second-round picks. And this Panthers team has been drafting pretty well, uh, and they continue to do so. Uh, the 17 overall pick was Nolan Waters, probably the best safety in the draft. Uh, 92 speed, uh, he's going to be really good. And he's age 21. So, yeah, that Panthers secondary, which is already pretty good. Uh, I know they lost some, at least one guy in free agency. Uh, but they're getting younger and faster here. So they're con continuing to be good. And then Sean Kramer, a middle linebacker, I believe he was a hidden development trait. And uh, he's uh, 73 overall. So he doesn't come out the gate looking like uh, a superstar. But he's also got 88 speed. He's going to develop fast. 
Uh, he's going to be really useful playing sideline to sideline and playing coverage. That's a really good pick. Lyle Walker uh, with a second-round pick was a guy I had rated pretty highly. Uh, his overall wasn't as high as I expected, but 94 speed, good kick returner, good quickness guy, uh, and a K-State product. So he's going to be good for him. Uh, Sylvester at right guard is 69 overall, so he will at the very least be depth, and he'll probably develop and end up playing a bunch. And Morales at left tackle is a 70 overall, so two linemen there that at the very least provide depth. Um, and then a halfback that's a, is that a 53 overall? Ooh, it is. So that's going to bring their grade down a little bit. And then they had some, some picks later that were decent. Um, so pretty good draft for the Panthers. They keep adding talent to this team. They don't miss on very many of these picks. Uh, and they develop them pretty well. So good draft for the Panthers. They get a B-. minus. Uh, moving on to the Browns. The Browns created traded up to picks two and three, and then the first pick in the second round, and had another second round pick and two-thirds. So a lot of picks for the Browns. They're really trying to load up on the talent. They did trade away, and we should have mentioned this maybe at the top of the show, they traded away Lewis Calloway uh, to get one of these picks. And at the beginning of this draft, the Panthers, or the Browns, did not have a quarterback on their roster. They had precisely zero quarterbacks. Uh, so, guess what they did with the second pick? They drafted Evan Lane, an improvising quarterback. And uh, he's a 73 overall. I believe he was a hidden development trait. So, if he develops pretty fast, that's going to work out well for the Browns. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, interesting traits. He can move pretty well. He can throw on the run, you know, throw under pressure. So, he, he's going to do a lot of good things for the Browns. Uh, looking at his accuracy, it's not bad. Short accuracy, 81. Medium accuracy, 79. Deep accuracy, 82. So those will get better. Uh, you know, it could be a, maybe a rough year here at the beginning, but since the Browns are just running the ball all the time anyway, uh, they, they can be patient with Evan Lane. There were rumors that they were going to trade him for, to the Patriots and swap quarterbacks. I don't know if that's still a possibility, but I'm going to assume no uh, until... We hear something different. Uh, Rucker was the third overall pick. Um, I'm not big on taking running backs in the top ten. I, I'm just kind of a, I guess you'd say 2000s era team builder in that regard. Um, but this guy was very talented, Rucker. Rumors he's going back to school. Um, I guess since he went ahead and entered the draft that maybe he's going to be taking classes full-time while he's in the NFL. I, I don't know how that's working. It was very confusing reporting there. Um, so, you know, of course our media is usually just very precise and accurate. I don't know what happened there, but he's a 77 overall. He's got 92 speed. I, I think this guy is really, really good. He's also an excellent receiver, so he can be used in a lot of different ways. Uh, Charlie Knox, middle linebacker, at the top of the second round. This was a guy that I considered a guy that could be taken uh, in the first round. He's got 86 speed. He's going to move around the field a lot, make a lot of tackles. Uh, and then another tight end for the Browns. Uh, they're going to be playing with three tight ends quite often, and maybe even four sometimes when they go to their double wing formation. And then they got a left tackle that's a 70 overall. That was a pretty good pick. 
Um, I don't know if he's going to start, but he's definitely going to help the team. And then uh, Steve Bannon at middle linebacker, who's a 60 overall. That's appropriate. Don't know about that pick. That's a third rounder and, and not real great. Uh, so that'll bring the Browns draft grade down just a little bit. And they had other picks, but I don't. maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't care. I pretty much only look at what is at the top of the screen here, so that's usually into the third or fourth round. Uh, so a couple of high picks that were, were pretty good, and they're going to work out well for the Browns fitting in on that team. Um, I think the Browns are going to find out that you can't – I don't think there's any way to do a focus uh, – to do a – uh, practice schedule that improves your quarterback and running back at the exact same time, um, if I remember right. And and I think they've been through that little problem before. So that might hinder the development a little bit on these players, but the Browns usually develop players uh, just, probably better than everybody else in the league. So they're going to be just fine. Draft grade for the Browns is a B-. minus. All right, I'm talking too much. Let's let's get a little quicker. And Oh. Well, this one's, this one's not going to go fast because we got things to talk about here. Uh, we're talking about the Chiefs. So the Chiefs, as you'll recall, uh, traded away Matthew Carson to move from the 29th pick to the 7th pick. And, of course, they didn't know what those picks were going to be when they made the trade, so they were hoping it would be a very high pick. Uh, ended up being a pick that was the 4th pick by a user team because... Um, the Browns had two picks ahead of them, and the Packers had a pick ahead of them. So maybe not as high as they wanted, but but they did move up 22 spots. Um, so this pick, it was basically what they traded a quarterback for. So what did they get for their quarterback? They got a 71 overall defensive end. And if I remember right, I'm going to go look at it right now, he was not a hidden development trade. So, 98 overall quarterback in exchange for 71 overall defensive end. I'll let you be the judge. Um, probably could have worked out better. Uh, then with their second pick, the Chiefs took a tight end, 67 overall. Yeah, The Chiefs also use a lot of tight ends, so he will play. He will probably develop. Uh, they got a corner that's a 68 overall. Uh, safety, that's a 62. D-tackle, that's a 62. And punter, that's a 66. Uh, there was a run on punters uh, in this draft, which was odd. I don't know if I've ever seen it. But So there's the Chiefs draft. A couple of starters here. Probably could have been better. Uh, you know, if you trade away one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you hope you get a better draft yield than that. Uh, but the Chiefs like what they're doing. They get a B-. On to the Patriots, last team we got to go over here. They were picking at, I believe, 24 and 28. And they get Max Goodwin at wide receiver. This is a player I liked. I don't know if he's a hidden development trait, so I better go look at that really fast. <clears throat> but had pretty good speed uh, and some pretty good skills, too. That was the pick at 24. And the pick at 28, uh, Abbott at corner. Uh, this was a guy who had a lot of positive stories about him. Uh, he's going to be pretty good, too. Right now, he is a 71 overall. He's got 95 speed, so that's going to be... He'll be one of the fastest players in the league uh, pretty much right away. 
uh, and he'll probably gain a few speed points. Max Goodwin, the receiver, was a hidden development trait. So two very good first-round picks there for the Patriots, considering they were drafting later in the first round. In the second round, they got a left tackle and a tight end, uh, both in the low 70s, not too bad there. In the third round, they got a right tackle and another corner. So kind of doubling up on offensive line and corner there. Uh, Decent picks for the Patriots. I don't know if they really needed to double up uh, on several different positions. Uh, The the tackle and corner, those guys are are in the mid to high 60s there. So when we look at, let's see, Max Goodwin is third on the depth chart currently. And uh, Abbott, I don't know how much he's going to play early on because I was pretty sure the Patriots had a deep secondary. Uh, yeah, Abbott is one, two, three, four. Abbott is the fifth best cornerback on the team right now. So maybe the Patriots are taking value there. Um, maybe they should look a little more at their needs. I, I don't know. Uh, so because of that, that's going to bring their grade down a little bit. So the Patriots, after we run our formula, get a C-. minus. Uh, Lastly, before we go, I kind of want to pitch everybody an idea and see what they think, um, and and maybe we'll see how it goes. Uh, Not going to do a weird NFL story today, because this has already gone on pretty long. Save that one for next time. Um, Oh yeah, we're also going to do a season preview. Uh, Yeah, that'll be brief here in a minute. Um, But want to know what everybody thinks about this. I'm thinking about trying to track the some of the development of our players because everybody kind of wants to know it anyway and of course we text it to each other often um but i don't feel like that has quite the information we want you know somebody says well my tackle went to superstar and we're like all right okay you got a superstar tackle um and that's fine but i was thinking that whenever somebody's player goes up a development trait they could put it in the discord under the I think it's the Ask the Clown section. Seems a little demeaning, maybe condescending. Who did that? Uh, but that that guy was a coach for a little while in the league. So if you put it in the Ask the, the Clown section, hey, uh, Tavares Johnson uh, just went from X Factor to or from Superstar to X Factor. You know, put it in there, and then I will be sure to mention it on the podcast, and then. You know, if there are interesting traits about the player, I'll go look them up and I'll mention those on the podcast too. That way we get a little more than just, hey, this guy's a superstar now. Uh, so make sure you put in his name and position and then the trait that he just went up to. I mean, I can find that on my own. But, you know, so-and-so at running back moved up a development trait. And then I'll, I'll uh, talk about it on the next podcast if we had three or four players uh, move up between podcasts. I can bring them up on the podcast and then we kind of keep everybody apprised of it. Um, it might just be kind of a fun thing to look at to see what style some of these players are developing into. Uh, if you don't want to do that, tell me and we won't. I, I have been, uh, of the opinion at times during this franchise that I don't want people to know when my players are getting better. Uh, because I don't want them to be able to use that and try to prepare uh, based on 
knowing that. But of course, everybody can go look at it anyway if they want. Uh, I just I just want to make sure that hey, if you're not doing your homework, then you won't know that my running back just became an X factor. So whatever. the The point being, if people would like us to do that on the podcast, then we can start doing it. But I will need everybody's help to just mention it every time in Discord, so I know which ones to talk about. Because I'm not going to go look at every person on everybody's roster every week. I'm not going to do that. That that would be dumb. Uh, So, like I said, give me some feedback on that. All right. Finally, a little season preview. I don't know if there's really... Yeah, there's a little bit to preview for the entire season. But the first game of the season is a Super Bowl rematch, Packers and Browns. Um, I don't know what to talk about here, except that I think neither of these teams is going to be at peak performance because they both don't really know where they're at right now. You know, as far as what they're going to be this year, the Packers are probably closer to knowing that than the Browns are. I think the Browns are in a fair amount of flux. I mean, they did just change quarterbacks. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, are they just going to run the ball every single play or are they going to try some different things? And uh, what about the Packers? The Packers really became a running team at the end of the year. Uh, Are they going to continue that? So that's about all I have to say about that game. Uh, The other things to look at around the league, um, the Chiefs lost some pieces on defense as they got older and they were kind of expensive. Can that team hang in there uh, and keep restocking on defense? I I don't know if they restocked as much as they lost this offseason. So, you know, maybe that Patriots team, who which has gathered quite a few weapons lately, uh, is is going to, you know, turn that rivalry around and win it again because they, uh, they got receivers. Uh, they got a lot of receivers now and, and a couple of tight ends. Uh, they're pretty thin at the running back position, so they better hope they don't have injuries there. Uh, so that's another thing to watch is the Patriots, who were really bereft of weapons other than tight end and running back, for quite a while, they, they've turned that around. They've got more weapons on that offense. Um, and their defense is pretty good, too. So are they going to be returning to to uh, kind of a dominant form? And then, uh, yeah, in the NFC, I think the Packers and Panthers are still pretty much the same teams they were. So uh, I don't know what to talk about there. I think that Panthers offense, it they got weapons that are really young and still developing. So they're just going to keep going up and up. And I think their defense is kind of at a level point right now where it's very, very good. And they just got to maintain that. Um, I think that's all there is to say about this season. At this point, I'll cover more of the games once we get into the season. I think we're going to be on a little bit of a hiatus while some people go canoeing. Uh, When we come back from that, we'll have some games to talk about. So that's the podcast for today. Fairly long one. Hope you enjoyed.